hands of time or hit rewind Power's in the hands, it's in the mind Can turn the hands of time or hit rewind If you need it to the land, you rasa If you grew up in the valley, you rasa Light skin, dark skin, you rasa All my hit, they tune in to rasa Stand, if you need it to the land, you rasa If you grew up in the valley, you rasa Light skin, dark skin, you rasa All my hit, they tune in to rasa Stand, podcast We on, baby. What's up? What's up, everybody? Uh, we are on episode number two of season number two. We got a very special guest today. Uh, you know, he's been on our lives a couple times already. Uh, I'm glad to have him on here. We have Armando Reyes, born and raised in uh, South Central California, LA, uh, currently working towards improving and converting his community and supports organizations that aim to do the same. A firm believer in historical education and connecting with like-minded individuals. So I welcome you all, Mr. Armando Reyes. Welcome to uh, season two, man. So thanks for having me. No problem. It's a pleasure to be here, you know, to have you here. Everyone here all at once, you know, sharing this time, you know, it's real time. It's raw, Mm -hmm. you know, just how you like it, you know exactly exactly yeah man so i mean we we've had you uh, on our lives a couple times and you know I, I know i can speak for for myself uh just off the bat you know you're the way you come across uh very knowledgeable you know um so you know just your your perspectives on on certain things were really really uh, interesting to me so that's why you know i decided to to talk to brown about it and pretty much decide okay you know let's get him on and and see what he's got to say, you know, because uh, you have a lot to say and, and you're going to be sharing some stuff today that, you know, some people might consider controversial. Some people might not. You know, I was watching some of some of the stuff you sent me. I know for sure I'm going to challenge you in some of that stuff, you know, um, myself, uh, maybe even the listeners, you know. Um, but you know what? Uh, do your thing, man. Be be fearless with, uh, with whatever you bring into the table, because obviously it's coming from a place like good intentions, you know. Um, so yeah, man. Um, so just, uh, just let us know a little bit about yourself, man. I mean, I know you're from South Central. I mean, like, uh, by your childhood, I mean, how did you, how did you grow up? You know? Yeah. Where do you, where do I even start? You know? Uh, let's see. I started my age. I'm 27. You know, I look pretty young, you know, I get that a lot, but just like you guys, you know, I've always been around a lot of older cats, you know, just absorbing all the knowledge, you know? trying to get as much knowledge as possible, you know, at a young age. And, uh, yeah, just born and raised in California, South Central. You know, historically, that area has been, you know, very turbulent and um, a lot of violence, you know. But not only that, there's a lot of, you know, there's a community there, you know, and there's people. It's not just, you know, the crimes, you know. That's all people really know South Central for historically. That's all the media. That's all the coverage they uh, they portrayed, you know, on TV towards the people. You know that South Central is this dirty, you know, place where 
nothing but drugs and crime, you know, uneducated people, you know, just historically, that's why uh, sometimes they try to change the name. The system tries to change the names in certain uh, neighborhoods. And so it's gone through different names. I think the first time I heard historic South, South LA, South Los Angeles, it was a couple of years ago, yeah. and I wasn't too familiar with what they were talking about until they mm. told me. I was like, oh, I know that area is South Central, you know? So I guess they're trying to kind of uh, take a, off that negative connotation. You know, I guess South Central mm. LA, when you say that, it already that comes with stigma, That's you know? Right. But when you say historical South Los Angeles, people are, you know, aren't aware. They kind of question, like, what do you mean historical South Los Angeles? You know, what kind of history, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just born and raised there. There's that. 27, you know, in and out the LAUSD, you know. I had some college. I went up uh, to school up north, up in Susanville. This is JC, last community college. Mm. I did some, you know, just general education, you know. At that time, in my mind, I thought I wanted to be an RN, a registered nurse, you know, help people. Okay. But somehow, I guess that, you know, fell off. I guess school takes too long. <laughs> also need money. You know, you, you know, you know how it is, you know. Yeah. And then I guess that kind of aspect of it kind of stuck with me a little bit. I'm a little, I like to be conscious of, you know, health, you know, and medicine. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, that bug is still inside me, you know, I kind of dabble into that, you know, but I didn't really dive into it, you know, in full effect as I thought I was going to, but it's still under, you know, it's still under my sleeves. It's one, definitely one thing I, I can say. Yeah. I mean, I know South Central is, uh, like you said, has a negative connotation and I myself, you know, grew up in the San Fernando Valley. So, um, you know, you would hear about it in movies and stuff like that. Uh, but I've been fortunate enough to be working in South Central for now, almost for 10 years. Uh, actually, yeah, yeah, 10 years. I've been in South, working in South Central for 10 years. Uh, you know, I love the community. I've been there for a long time. It reminds me of, of my community where I grew up, actually, you know, very similar. I know that historically has, has, hasn't always been, you know, at least I know South Central is huge. You know, I mean, like where I work, it's predominantly Raza, Latino, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, yeah. you know. So it reminds you of home because I mean that's that's how I was you know, when I grew up, you know. So um, I, I love the area. I mean, like when I started working there, you know, some of the some of the stuff that I saw very similar. So very relatable to the children that I work with. Uh, and yeah, man. I mean, so not once have I ever been a victim of anything there, you know. And and I think one of, one of the reasons why is because you know I'm also aware of my surroundings. I mean, I know where I'm at. At the same time, I think you know. I just feel like, I mean, if you're not messing around with people, you know, if you're not doing anything, anything stupid, I mean, you're, you're going to be good, you know? So there is, of course, the, the violence that comes with it, obviously, you know, if you're involved in gangs or you're involved in crime, I mean, you're going to get caught up just like in a neighborhood, right? So, but if you're doing good, I think for the most part, you know, you'll be okay, you know, and even in these areas that are, you know, poverty stricken or, or just full of crime and whatnot, you know what I mean? But yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's uh, very volatile, you know, just like you said, watch your footing, kind of just steer away from all the, you know, harm's way. It's definitely, you definitely got to choose your, your path, 
you know. And that's something I truly believe in also, you know. You got to really watch your footing and uh, make sure you're on your own path, you know. Do things you believe in strongly. Absolutely. You know, stay in your own lane. Now, do you feel like that had a huge impact on how you identify, you know, your identity, uh, your upbringing? Do you think that influenced, you know, how you identify? Definitely. I mean, just based on the history of where I'm from, on top of what it is now in regards to like my grandparents, like living there, you know, and my, my mother growing up there, you know what I mean? And then now me living there, you know what I mean? So it's like generational kind of, and just living there, you can kind of see how things change. Um, I'm kind of putting myself in the state of mind from like back when I was a kid living in South Central and how it was and comparing it to now it's definitely different point of view you know you definitely look at things differently you know when I was growing up but I didn't know what South Central was you know it was just where I lived it was just where my friends were it was just where I slept you know it was just the neighborhood you know I went to school you know it wasn't this violent place you know, full of crime, you know, I wasn't aware of all that, you know, Mm -hmm. I was, I was aware of it, but I wasn't like, you know, too involved with it, you know, and hypnotized by all the crime, you know what I mean? I really just focused on being a kid, you know, and just surviving, you know, and just living, you know, just being a kid. Mm -hmm. And then now transitioning into adulthood, it's definitely different. You start to see all the crime, you try to stay away from it, you know, try to stay away from different neighborhoods, certain areas, certain times. You uh, you just absorb things differently, you know, and you interpret them a different way, you know. Now, the way I look at things going up, I'm just like, damn, how can we change this? You know, how can we make this better? How can we stop this from happening again? You know, like, how do we make this a better place? You know, and it all starts with, oneself and wanting to change oneself and invite and their environment you know that's right there's that old saying you can lead a horse to what um to water but you can't make them drink you know Uh Uh that that, that's the cliche but it's Uh it makes sense and you know it's so true yeah brown do you have any questions he's on mute he's on mute yeah i i want to see what he has (laughs) yeah i was gonna mention bro something on on the is it on mute? No, you're good now. You're good. All right, we can hear you Is now, on... yeah. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. I'm good? Oh, okay. All right. All right, for sure. Uh, so I was in the mention, bro. I don't know if you guys have uh, had these people coming over to your house and, like, asking if people in the house have been vaccinated for the, you know, COVID and all that. No, have but I saw, some stuff. I saw some stuff on Instagram, you know. There's, like, there's a whole joke around that. It's, like... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they're already coming over to, to my like to my house. Yeah, they already came to my house and stuff. And what I was trying to get at is like, see, if if we were to get a get together in a way where we go house to house, making sure that everyone is good, like everyone is like, you know what I mean, where they should be as for like schooling and I feel you. you know prepared, prepared. You know what I mean? Checking in, yeah, if, making sure everyone's good. Obviously. There's programs out there that 
you know, try, try to check in, yeah, to see if, if everyone's vaccinated, right? On that, on those terms, right? But what if we were to have a program where they check up on people to make sure that they have everything on point? If they make have sure kids, they got enough money for on, the rent. They, you know what I mean? Do they have Supplies. internet? Do they have a computer? To, do they have mm. all these? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? That, I mean, that would be, you know what I mean? So something, instead of like on some vaccination shit, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that is something, not only will it bring down uh, crime and all kinds of stuff, bro, because then there's someone that's, there's that that uh, that uh, that group of people that we're going to recognize mm-hmm. that want success for us. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'm talking about all barrios, you know what I mean? Because pretty yeah. much, all barrios that were that you know what I mean that we come from you know it's pretty much all the same, bro. We mm-hmm. see the same type of stuff. We see a liquor store around the corner. We see all the same fucking elements, right? They they, they make sure that those elements are in our fucking bodies, right? Yeah. Uh, so that just made me think about it when you were talking about like you know it's it's pretty much the same shit that we see all the time. Totally. Yeah, man. You know what? There's a whole. I saw it on Instagram the whole you know vaccination thing. I know not to get too much off topic but i it was just a joke it was uh, i think they're calling him uh <coughs> jacobit jacobit witnesses or something like that you know because you know the whole jehovah's witness thing i mean i'm like oh my god everybody's already coming up with some shit you know what i mean but uh, that's a whole different conversation man. i don't want to get too much into that but uh yeah man i mean i agree with you brian i mean it's really interesting because you know stuff like that that things that i mean that obviously affect our community luckily my my where I work, we actually do something like that where, you know, a lot of our members, a lot of our families who don't have, you know, especially during the pandemic, you know, who didn't have money to pay the rent or, or missing food or whatever, you know, we, they're on our list. So we actually have people go to their houses and give them stuff, you know, give them food, you know? So I'm glad that I'm part of a community, you know, organization that is able to do that, you know, otherwise I wouldn't be part of it either myself, you know, but so, yeah, I mean, I agree with, with Brown on that. And, and, and what are your thoughts on that, man? Um, yeah, um, it's cool that you're in a position to able to give back to the community, you know, you know, that's, it's not easy to give back, you know, it's a lot easier to take, you know, and consume than it is to produce and give. Um, yeah, I'm a huge advocate of organizations like that, you know, people should definitely get more involved in uh, figuring out who their district uh, councilman or woman is in their area. So figuring out which neighborhood clubs they can join, you know, things like that, going to their parent teacher association meetings, their city council meetings, just getting involved and getting informed on the reality of what's going on in the city because they pay taxes. You know, people have to question where that money goes. And people don't really do that, you know? Mm-hmm. You got to question how your money is being allocated and who is allocating your money and where that's going and how is that benefiting your community, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Because we, we, have to, we have to distinguish the difference between a neighborhood and a community. So the difference, right. a neighborhood is somewhere where you go and you sleep and you eat. That's it. A community is somewhere where you invest your money, where you enhance the economics of it, the infrastructure, mm-hmm. where you invest family time, you know, where you want to stay, you know, and improve, not a place where you want to leave, 
you know right now we got a bunch of neighborhoods That's you know right. some, some of them are even just hoods mm. it's just hoods you know it's a really good point that's a really good point you know and and that's one of the reasons why i mean my neighborhood where i grew up you know um one of the reasons why i'm out there either, either as well as because of that what you just mentioned i didn't even feel like this sense of community you know uh at least for me i mean like i obviously not everybody's like that but you know as a father you know what i mean i would not want to raise my daughter in that environment because i know what it was like growing up you know myself in a situation like that so seeing the things that i dealt with you know just as a, as a parent i would love to have my child live in the community right like you say you know what i mean unfortunately though i mean like my community is predominantly asian i mean not, not that it's a bad thing but you know the, the whole rasa element the whole you know chicanismo whatever i'm gonna have to really you know really like drill that to her you know so she can understand it because i mean she's not gonna grow up around i mean yeah we have east la next to us you know we have montebello whatever you know but but still, I mean, like if she's going to grow up in these schools where it's going to be predominantly Asian, she's probably going to be, you know, attracted to that culture or some elements of that culture. Right. So um, for sure, letting her know her history, you know. So on, on the topic of history, I know that you are somebody who really loves history. You know what I mean? So you want to elaborate on that? Like, why do you like uh, you say terrestrial history? Like, what do you mean by that? I mean, it's interesting. That's a crazy way to put it. Right. Tierra, right. Tierra, land not dirt earth it's you know it's just a fancy way to say land terrestrial terra right so at one point this land this tierra was one right people call it different names pangea turtle island what have you and at one point there was one civilization that was and that spoke one language right and it was one community at one point but over time, they got split up, right? And they spread out all over the continent. Somehow they forgot they were all related, you know? They forgot, you know, who their dad, who their mom was, who their uncle was. So everyone's just stranger, you know? And it's important to see that we're all just one, one people. You know, it doesn't matter what you look like, where you come from. We're all here on this land. We're all here on this plane, on this piece of dirt, you know, what have you. And we got to take care of it. And we got to see how it has been taking, been taken care of in the past, you know, by people, you know, not by, not just by Rasa, you know, by people all over the continent, you know, people who, who tend the land, you know, people who strive to, to recycle, you know, and to, reduce pollution mm -hmm. you know because we all live here you know people people need to start getting out of their household mind and start thinking outside you know i understand it's there's nothing wrong with being in your own lane taking care of your, your responsibilities you know but how does it look if you have a really nice house on the outside and the inside but right outside your door there's like dead bodies you know, like trash, mm. like, you know, and like this and that. Sure, that might not be your problem, you know, that might, you might leave in that job to the city, you know, it's not your problem, you know, you're taking care of your business, your house mm -hmm. looks nice, but outside, you know, what, what does that reflect on the society, mm. you know, 
that's not a good image in my opinion yeah so uh, what something that i would say and and i guess i would question is uh obviously a lot of our listeners are just people who uh are very prideful or just you know are really into you know our culture right would probably challenge that because i mean let's be realistic they don't want unity with with other ethnic groups right uh you know especially hardcore like you know uh i would call them a brown supremacist i mean i was there at one point myself you know when i was like oh it's all about brown pride and that's it nobody else fuck everybody else that was my mindset you know just being honest you know yeah uh there's people who who, <clears throat> have, who don't want anything to do with white people uh some even with black people you know uh so like what would you say to those people that that say you know uh, like yeah. oh like you're you're a you're being a sellout or 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 why would you want to unite with somebody who has colonized us or uh you know you know the same shit people say all the time i mean what would you say to that damn let's see for me to be able to uh come down to that level you know to that state of mind i don't know because i stopped thinking that way you know maybe you would ask me this question a couple years back i would have gave you an answer like this but right now I think I would just say to those people that you have more in common with those you don't want to have contact with than you more mm. than you know, you know? Mm. I bet if you held hands with every single person you met, somehow you end up holding strangers' hand, you know? Somebody that you don't, you know, see yourself being a friend or an acquaintance you know everyone's just one that's why it's so important to know your history you know I agree. it's it's all human history you know you can call it you know u.s history you can call it north you know american south central what have you but it's all human history you know now if you i understand distinguishing cultures and all that completely mm -hmm. understand that mm -hmm. But we're all here on this, you know, this the same piece of land. Mm. I, I don't, I can't stress that enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how people, you know what I mean? It's just so confined. It's always like me, uh, you know, it's always me. And like now, you know, it's LA, bro. You know, mm -hmm. it's, everything's mm -hmm. fucking fast. Everything's quick. You, yep. you know, it's crazy. Everything's yeah. like this. Yep. Fucking crazy. But people don't want to put in the work, you know? Mm -hmm. What I would say is a lot of the people that feel that way are in a stage of uh, fanaticism, right? And I, again, I say that because I was there. You know, I was at that point where everything had to be through a brown lens. It had to be through a brown perspective. If it wasn't that, then what the fuck am I doing? Like, everything had to do around that, you know? And, and when I noticed that I was fueled by anger, you know, and pride, you know what I mean? That's when I knew that. I needed to step away from that too. At the same time, like you said, knowing other people's history, right? Like when you start to, to, to look at the history of, of the colonizers, right? The people we call the colonizers, they were colonized too by another empire, right? Really like you start to see that basically at one point, everybody was indigenous to, to, the, to a specific part of the land. You know what I mean? Like, especially those who, if you believe in the out of Africa theory, right? They, you know, colonize the land right or the animals were the free first you know organisms there or whatever you want to call it 
but then they got colonized by other empires. It happens all the time. The problem with a lot of, uh, you know, uh, these people is that they only look at their situation and think that, you know, we're the exception to the rule, but we're actually the rule. Like, you know, humanity is built around, you know, these things. I mean, they, they create empires, you know, they, they want power, you know, and it's, you even see it with kids, you see it with little kids, you know, as, as, as young as three, four years old, they start to become bullies, you know? And it's like, as I'm looking at my daughter grow up, I'm seeing some of these behaviors, you know, with, when she interacts with kids, it's like, what made you do that? You know, like they'll push each other, you know, but the difference is that with kids is that the kids will forgive immediately. Yeah. They don't, they don't hold mm-hmm. on to grudges. You know what I'm saying? And us like, fuck, a word could be said to us and you hold on to that forever and you'll never forget. And kids could fight, you know, and then before you know it, they're best friends again, you know? So I think we have a lot to learn from kids too, in that sense that, you know, like it's, it, it's really interesting when you look at the whole world history, like you say, you know, and a lot of people don't do that. They just focus on theirs. And I get it, you know, because for the most part, our history has not been taught to us or it's been neglected. So if you want to learn about us, it's better to learn about us before we learn about anybody else. But me as a historian too, that's what I did. Study different languages, study different cultures, study different religions, you know? And I'm like, wow, like we're not that much different. Like you said, you know, in that sense, it's uh, the little, 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 little things that, that we, we, we pick at that we fight over. For example, even with like, say Christianity, right? There's so many sects of Christianity, but the little things like the little, uh, differences you know separate people you know some people are lutheran some people are baptist some people are evangelicals i mean it's crazy how you know tribal humans can be you know what i'm saying but yeah what are your thoughts on that i was just gonna ask you um i remember i sent you a video on um i think it was some native a native video did you get a take a look at it yeah watch it yeah i looked at it now did you watch the whole thing or did you I watch did. some of it i watched i watched the. Uh, i don't know i don't know if there's two parts at the end it said there's a second part i don't know if there's another part i didn't get to see the second part but if correct me if i'm wrong but i think the premise of the whole video was that um the the person was saying that that the native peoples uh you know came from the lost tribes of israel right that was the premise of the of the video and also there was um <clears throat> there was also a, like a, a big i know that this is very controversial too especially with the people who are very you know into indigenous culture uh how the you know the african presence in in america prior to you know european colonization right something that a lot of uh, afrocentric people will push uh, you know so i did see it uh, I, I try to have an open mind about it. You know, I was listening to it, but I, to be honest, I think the guy was definitely nitpicking a lot of things. Like he was trying to make connections that probably weren't really there, uh, especially with the language uh, and, um, you know, just little things that, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. The guy knows a lot of stuff. I mean, he's able to, obviously a well-read person, you know, he's read different things to be able to do that, you know? Uh, but I think, I think, uh, the whole lost tribes of Israel. I think that's definitely something that's up in the air. I mean, if it happened, I mean, I would be, I'd be okay with it, but I, I just don't think there's enough, you know, physical evidence to, 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 uh, to say that, you know, that's, that's a uh, happened. I mean, it's a possibility, you know what I mean? Uh, but 
I know that there's other other uh, theories also that state that um, that uh, also Polynesians also colonized or uh, you know came to the Americas prior to to uh, to Europeans too, and that's why the different uh, you know colors or or copper people like he called them right uh, exist in the Americas because I, I know that, that the Purépecha who are from Michoacan right are more related to people from uh, South America the language it's 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 one of the languages that's not close to any of the other languages because I know that Nahuatl was pretty much the lingua franca in a uh, you know in in um, the uh, Mesoamerica right so that's also another thing too I mean like artifacts and 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 even what I, one thing that I would what I did not hear from the video is like the actual perspective of the actual native people. I would have liked to hear from them and say, okay, yes, we came from the lost tribes of Israel or we came from this area. A lot of them say, no, we've always been here. So that's why I also kind of challenged it. But I mean, what did you want to like, you know, say more about that or what? <clears throat> well, I guess since you only watched the first, first video, I think it's about seven or eight videos. They're all about the same length, about an hour. And you're right about him pinpointing certain things, but that's not what I go off of. I go off of, <clears throat> I go off of things that they built, structures, things that are like things that are undeniably there. Things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Per se, you can specifically pinpoint what the people look like who built them. You know what I mean? That's con controversial. Yeah. But the, the way the structures are, are the same, if not identical, all over the world and all mm. over the continent. That's what they have in common. Not only that, some of the alphabet is exactly identical, if not the same. Mm. Not only that, some of their practices, the way they live, the way they eat, uh, their language, you know, just there's so many things. That if you put them next to each other, all these things next to each other, and you're like, they're exactly the same. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it just it's undeniable, you know, like the evidence is there. You can visit these sites, you know, it's just there. There, there may be plaques there describing it, but you gotta think the people describing it there, you know, the plaque are the same people that took over that land, you know. So maybe that statement. Might be some from a different perspective, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you said, it won't be from the native perspective. But even there's even them sometimes they don't know their own history, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And they're they're they deny it because they've been taught something else, you know, just like Rasa, just like you say, a lot of people don't want to accept the facts, you know, mm -hmm. because just because they don't like them or it doesn't coincide mm -hmm. with what they were taught. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what they believe in, despite, you know, having hard evidence, you know, and things you can touch and see, you know, <clears throat> it doesn't change, you know, anything. Yeah. The truth is the truth, you know. So you have all these similarities, man. It's just like, we're all just one. I mean, there's definitely similarities. And I agree with you that. And I, I would say that, you know, I, I do believe in the, the out of Africa theory. I mean, you know, just as a historian, I believe that we all came from Africa. You know, well, there, you know, we the thing though, that, that, that word Africa, Africanus is, it's a European yeah, word. Yeah, it is. It's from the Romans. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a European whatever word. Whatever you want to call it. I mean, that, that area, whatever you want to call it. I believe that, you know, we all came from there, you know? Yeah. Well, again, that, that's, 
when Pangea or whatever, Turtle Island was all one. You feel me? And there was one civilization already. But I know? mean, Pan- Pangea though, when we had Pangea, there were no human beings. So, I mean, if you look at if you look at the evidence, I mean, we had because human beings. I think you know we <clears throat> consider human beings or or uh, you know what is what we call the Homo sapiens, whatever we call ourselves and shit. I think it's only been like five hundred thousand years. So Pangea was you know long gone by then. And and again, I'm using these numbers based on fossil records that we've used. I mean, obviously, you know, like if there's evidence that shows that we've been, you know, alive longer mm-hmm. than that, then again, I mean, that's the thing about science, bro. I mean, science is always changing, you know, and, and, and you know, it's not, a, that's why I say it's a theory too. I mean, it, you, these things are always theories because they're always changing. Uh, but as far as like, you know, evidence that human beings were in existence before that, at least when Pangea was around, I mean, you're talking about the dinosaurs. I mean, like we definitely were not around with the dinosaurs. I mean, we were mammals back then, you know, you want to believe in evolution, but but I mean, that, that's why I get, I, that sounds like really cool and stuff, you know, and I get that. Um, but based on scientific evidence, I mean, that doesn't really add up. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I mean, that, that just goes back to knowing your education because, and knowing where you come from. And you have to know that your ancestors were the inventors of these sciences, you know? They were the epitome of describing what these philosophies were, you know? And then you go into the school system and then you have these people teach everything out of your brain that your ancestors have instilled and instilled their methods. So, I see what you're saying, but once you really figure out what these pressers are doing, is that they don't really educate you because if you want to keep a, a people oppressed, you don't really educate them. You just train them to a certain degree, you know, nothing more, nothing higher. So that's why I stress education because education, although it's, it's very <clears throat> enriching, it can also be a very dangerous thing and it can be manipulated. So a lot of the sciences and a lot of the fossils and a lot of the carbon dating and all that, all that shit is fucking fake. And you can offend a lot of scientists, bro, with that one. <laughs> a lot of that. Yeah. It's fucking, it's a big ass fucking statement. You know, it's a huge fucking statement. I understand. But based on the shit that I've like read and seen and made connections, it's I feel kind of firm saying that, you know, because you've been lied to, bro. Like plain and simple. Now it's just your job to figure out what those lies are or were, you know. I'm sure. I'm sure we've been lied reroute to reroute your yeah, education, sounds- you know. Yeah. And some of these dates on the like on some of these maps and some of these accounts were like completely off. Like if you want to talk about dates, like just look at all the different calendars that are in the world. Mm. Oh yeah. Right. We got the Mayan, the Gregorian, the Caesarian, all kinds of fucking, you know, yeah. which one are you going by? Well, I mean, the, we go, the one we go by, you know what I mean? We go by the, you know, the Christian one. I think the Gregorian one, is that what it's called? Right. Based on, you know, 
Yeah, but then again, if you look at the history of all that and, and, and how that was instilled and how they oppressed and they, they slaughtered and burned and manipulated knowledge and books to push that. And, you know, so you kind of have to dig deep, you know, like dig deep into the abyss, you know, because that's where all the knowledge is, you know, just like a seed. You put a seed in the, it goes in the dark, right? Yeah. And it absorbs all, all the power, all the nutrient, and it comes out and it sprouts into the sun. It's ready, you know, it's ripe. It's, mm-hmm. it's got all the knowledge. It's got everything it needs. So that's, that's what we need to do. And we need to start pinpointing and differentiating what the truth is. And not only what the truth is, what the reality and objective truth is that affects your reality and the people around you in the world you know mm. because there's i'm a firm believer in truths you know there's certain things you can't disagree with just because you feel some type of way you know what i mean that just makes no sense to me <laughs> so you you have to re-educate your mind even if it means throwing away thousands of, of evidence of history and science and math because you have to erase the board you know that board all that writing that wasn't you that was people that were teaching you telling you what to think what to say you know how to behave what to pursue you know what i mean now you got to go back and erase all that all those letters all that and you got to start from square one and you yeah, got to figure out you know what i mean and what i would say to that you know, and just so we can move on to the next next topic, you know, because we can talk about this all day, you know, for sure. Uh, you know, I mean, I, it's really difficult to do that because, you know, again, I mean, for me as a historian, I mean, I I go off of facts and what I, I think are facts, you know, what I like you said, what I've been taught. But at some point you have to believe something. I mean, because, you know, you can believe that, you know, that red is really isn't red or, you know, that four plus four really isn't eight. You know what I mean? We, we can go into that, too. I mean, like, you know. How do we come to that agreement? You know what I'm saying? But, but I get it. I mean, you know, there's, it's never, it's never a bad idea to, to dive into, you know, different, different things and different theories. I mean, I, I'm a, I love to go into conspiracy theories myself too, but, you know, I try to use science as a, as the determiner for, for how I come to an inclusion or I just try to be logical about, about a lot of things, you know, not always, not always uh, like that, but, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's that could be a whole different conversation. And, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm sure we can dive more into it, but I wanted to get more into, you know, I know that you also believe in, you know, like living a healthy lifestyle, you know, and, 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 you know, like, what do you think that is? I mean, like, obviously, I mean, to live, you know, to, to be, to be, you know, well, but I mean, like, why do you think our Rasa doesn't really, you know, pay too much attention to that? I mean, just based on my perspective and where I come from and what I've seen, um, again, it goes back to the education, you know, and to the resources and to what's available to the people, you know, like that statement, like healthy, like being healthy is everyone's definition is different. You know, what I think is healthy for me might be unhealthy for you, you know? So sometimes I think we base that off of trends 
we base that off of, um, I guess, tradition. Uh, more, more importantly, I mean, just off of temptation, you know, and want to want something that tastes good, you know. Like I've I've heard somebody say, uh, I forget this dude's name, but he said along the lines that uh, eating was the first devil. Mm. And he said that if you're able to control that, everything else in life is, becomes easier, you know? Mm. And if you really dig into, like, food and what is food, you know, not just, like, what fills your stomach, you know, because you could be eating McDonald's, like, yeah. every day. You're going to be full. Yeah. But that's is that healthy for you? Hell no, nah, she got not. me sick. <laughs> Send me to you the know what I mean? <laughs> right? Yep. So a lot of these things, like it, it, karma, that ideology is really instilled when it comes to eating. Because if you're, you know, taking this animal's life and you're ingesting it, you know, it's going to do the same to you, slow, slowly but surely, mm. you know? Where there might be cholesterol, you know, blocked arteries, you know, you what you heart, mean, right? you know, exactly. Uh-huh. But those are like kind of like the silent killers, you know. It's like you only know when it's too late. Uh-huh. So it's important to to educate oneself on their own body, you know, I agree. I agree. their own their own structure, you know, because. You walk with it, you walk in it, you know, you breathe in it, mm-hmm. you sit in it, you know. You got to know how to really keep maintenance on it, you know, not just put band-aids on it or whatever, you know. You're just like, you know. Yep. It's important to know what to eat and to pinpoint what's, like, healthy, what's, like, not gmo and stuff like that, you know. It's difficult, man. It's, uh... Like I said, everyone's definition of health is different. You know, that, that's, that's everyone decides what to eat, you know, but is there like a framework on where to start? Sure. You know, everyone says like, fruits and vegetables, right? Mm-hmm. Right. What kind of fruits and vegetables? Like conventional, organic, you know? Yeah. That's, that's where the education side comes in, you know? That's where you have to do your research. And just be like, what kind of fruits and vegetables do I want? You know, where do I want to get my fruits and vegetables? You know, not only that, how do I prepare foods just using fruits and vegetables? You know, mm-hmm. because a lot of people get thrown off when like you ask me, make me something to eat, but no meat. Like all of a sudden they lose <laughs> all their fucking, you know. Like what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you got beans, you got rice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Combinations. You got tortillas, you know? You got your nuts, your fruits, like a lot of things. There's definitely a lot of research that goes into to when it, you know, especially, I mean, because then the day you need your protein, you need your, your fats, you need your carbs. And I'm from what that, I learned, that, you know, is that those are the macronutrients, you know, whether you get them from plants or whether you get them from meat, you know, that is completely up to the individual. But like you said, I mean, you know, some of these have more negative, negative effects than, than others. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a matter of, 
informing yourself because there is a lot of people who also uh, take the dangerous route of just going vegan and don't do the research and are actually doing more damage to their bodies in that process because some foods, you know, from what I learned is that you're not supposed to take them together because they actually don't work, you know, or like when you take them together, they actually cause more damage, you know, to the body. Uh, you know, even fruits, you know, like, or, or vegetables, you're not supposed to eat them, you know, uh, you know, like some are not supposed to eat them together because it doesn't really help your body that way. So it's, it's a lot of work that goes into it. And to be honest, I think a lot of people don't want to do that. You know, I include myself in that situation. I don't want to do that. Even though I'm a sick individual, you know, I, I have a disease and, and I do my best to, to, to try to eat healthy, you know, but uh, there's times where I'm, you know what, I'm going to have some sugar. And that, that's my biggest weakness to me. That's my devil. It's a damn sugar, man. I just can't, can't stop eating it, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I was the same way, you know, I, for a while I was, uh, you know, I had a regular sad, you know, sad diet, you know, standard American diet. <laughs> and uh, it definitely felt some type of way, you know, comparing it to when I converted to vegetarianism. Mm. You know, I was vegetarian for almost a year. And I definitely saw the, the difference. Like, it was insane. Like, I couldn't believe it. Oh, like, that, I was a whole that... completely different person. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. In other words, I was like, what's going on? Like, you feel healthy. You feel happy. Yeah, yeah. You feel energetic. You feel satisfied. Yeah, even the idol is like, you know what they call the idol after you eat. It's like, that's not normal. You're not supposed to have that. You're supposed to feel good after you eat. Now, oh, fuck, I want to go to sleep. That is not, that is not good for your body. I mean, a lot of the foods that we eat, you know, uh, end up doing that and i do notice it's killing that you it's killing yeah. you man that's what it's doing yep whenever i eat it is simple <laughs> whenever i eat good food you know I, after i eat it i feel good you know and when i eat something heavy it's like uh fuck what did i eat this for like my i feel bloated you know i don't want to go out and you know and then when i eat you know some good food it's just like all right let's do this you know your brain works differently your your body works differently so i mean and the reason i bring this up too is because i mean obviously we had the whole COVID situation recently you know and and in one of the episodes, you know, me and Brown talked about this. We mentioned how, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of rasa, you know, is overweight and obese, you know, and and now with the whole, you know, fat shaming movement or or don't fat shame people, you know what I mean? Like it's problematic because, yeah, you don't you don't ever want to shit on somebody for being you know overweight or whatever, but at the same time, I mean, you're not helping them out by saying, hey, we'll eat whatever you want because I mean that's not good either. And like I said, you know, in the episode, I was like, you know, if you want to preach self love. That's a good way of loving yourself. I mean, if you're going to be feeding yourself garbage, you're not loving yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that, man? I mean, to each his own, you know, we just got to support everybody because we all have different vices. You know, we have different things uh, of overcoming and we have different ways of coping through things, you know, and we're all just trying to stay above the water, you know? doesn't matter whether this person does it faster than this person. They're still trying to get there, you know? So why not just, like, help them out, you know, not put them down? Yeah. You know? That's just my take on it. Yeah, for sure. So I know that, uh, you know, we can talk about health all day, too. But also, I know that, you know, like you said, you like, you're into history. You love bringing a lot of history stuff. And more specifically, you know, you wanted to speak on Ruben Salazar, you know? Uh, so... You know, first of all, for those who don't know, 
you know, who Ruben Salazar is, you know, can you give us, you know, some information on him, you know, who he is and why he's important to, to our community and why you wanted to talk about him in the first place? Yeah. Um, well, where do I start? Wow. So Ruben Salazar was born in Mexico. I think from Juarez. Yep. So he's Raza, mm -hmm. right? By blood. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with that area, but you're just like right across the border from yep. the U.S. Mm -hmm. Juarez, and then you got Texas, you know. That's where he, he mostly got his American education from, you know, Texas yep. region. And during that time, I guess the 40s, late 40s, you know, you got, if you know, again, if you know your history in that whole time frame, you know, the 40s and Rough the whole time. state of mind of Rasa, you know, <laughs> it was crazy, you know, like Korean War, uh, World War II. You know, a bunch of shit was going on. Mm -hmm. And so Ruben Salazar took advantage of like this whole thing called, it's basically where you convert into citizen. And yeah. he was like a part of those programs in the 40s. Okay. So that's how he was able to go to school in America and all that. And he went off to college, you know, uh, he went to the army. You know, the whole American, you know, the whole American dream. He pretty much assimilated, school. right? You would say he was. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. He assimilated. Yeah. And he just basically went his whole career, you know, this Rasa dude, Ruben Salazar, just like, you know, surrounded by nothing but white folks, you know, in the 60s, you know, in the 40s, mm -hmm. 40s, 50s, and 60s. This Chicano, you know, but it is in his mind, he was, you know, like, one of the boys, you know, one mm -hmm. of the whales, you know, mm -hmm. and he was a very prominent journalist for the LA Times. He was one of the first Chicano uh, journalists for a major media publishing company, which is the LA Times. Yes. Huge. Like, he, you write something, publish it, millions of millions of people are going to read it the next day you know so with that being said this gentleman had a huge audience you know and we had their attention you know the newspaper back in the 60s everyone had newspaper yep. you know mm -hmm. and to have this chicano have full power you know at his discretion in publishing these columns and say whatever he wants. That's a powerful thing. I agree. You know, it's it's like having ten. Let's like having a billion uh, followers like on your Instagram account. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's a lot of people, yeah. and you got to be careful with what you say. You know, because especially as, as can, a Chicano at that time. Exactly. You know, but in, in his mind, he was a Chicano. You know, he was one of the boys. Mm -hmm. And one of the columns he published was called, what is a Chicano and what is it that a Chicano wants? Mm. And I suggest you guys read it. As a matter of fact, I think I posted a link. Yeah, he's going to be providing the links. We're going to be putting all the links uh, on the uh, description. So anything that uh, 
you know, Getamorphosis says is going to be available for you to read. Uh, you know, so I see Brown wants to say something. Yeah, go ahead. Let's let's hear your thoughts, Brown. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> my bad, bro. I was I was having a, a phone call right now, but uh, my bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. Nah, um. Uh, so now, what were you guys speaking right now about? I just I just jumped back right now. <laughs> don't trip, man. I mean, we're talking about Ruben Salazar. I mean, don't don't, don't feel like you need to jump in. You know, if you don't need to. And the what? Ruben Salazar. Yeah. No, Are I you familiar with him? Yeah. Oh, Ruben Salazar. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's not. Yeah. I mean. I mean, what do you think about 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 the whole thing with how how like most of these people that were our, our leaders and stuff, like they either got shut down or they basically like backed off of like fighting for what they were, you know, fighting for, you know, from, from the get go. I think he was going to get to that, right? I, I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he. When he first started uh, writing for the LA Times, at the height of the whole Chicano movement in the 60s, he was actually not here for that. He actually was uh, in the, uh, Vietnam doing different stories. You know, that's where he was uh, sent out during the LA Times. And he kind of like came towards the end of, of, uh, of like the height of the violence of it. And he started um, writing more about it. You know, this guy was a fucking crazy. I, I, I uh, encourage everyone to go and read all everything he's ever written because just to just to sit down and, and, and uh, get into the mind of this, this guy, his rasa, the way he thinks, the way he writes, what he thinks about society, society's point of view at that point in time, you know, during the 50s and in the 60s, like, you, you, you learn a lot. You know what I mean? I definitely did. Like learning some of, you know, reading some of the things he wrote, you know? And he was so dedicated. I mean, when he first started, this dude literally got himself arrested to go to jail just so he can see how the uh, conditions were in there. And he wrote a story about it the next day. Mm. Like that's commitment, you know? And he, he just so happened to, you know, be, be, be a part of the, Chicano movement, you know, he he was he was at the right, you know, at the right time, or you know, depending on you look at it, if he was at the wrong place, you know, because mm, he got yeah. ultimately his actions and our actions as Rasa and as a community and as a whole organization, you know, just like the U.S. and the way it works and just the whole dynamics of society. He unfortunately was, you know killed mm -hmm. murdered assassinated you know accidentally targeted that's up to debate you know yeah. there's there's a documentary called man in the middle i suggest you guys uh, look up you should definitely watch it and that that'll definitely give you more about him and that'll definitely open your mind to see how do you know that bro I didn't know that about him that that, that he went to uh, to jail on purpose for that. I mean, what really separates any one of us to actually do something like that? Just the fact that he was able to put work together in a more, you know, you know, I guess 
professional manner as a journalist that we can, I mean, we could all go to jail or go to different places and pretty much analyze what, what, what we see. Is it in, in the order that we, that it should be? Is it, is it, is there a corruption here? Is there whatever? We could all do that, but he knew the power of, of journalism. For sure. He definitely, he definitely had a way with words and how to put things into perspective. You know, like I said, I encourage for you guys to go and read whatever this man wrote, you know, anything he published, any columns, like just read it. It's powerful stuff, you know, because not only because he's Rasa, you know, but just the things, how he looked at things, how he wrote things, how he put things together, you know. And it just so happens to be that he was Rasa, you know, and to be prominent and to be one of the first Chicanos to write for huge, you know, publishing, LA Times, that's time. big. You know, and in the 60s, like, people didn't, I think that that was overlooked. Yeah. You know, definitely overlooked. And that's that's not a good thing. We should yeah, definitely highlight him. I agree. And I think I think uh, we spent so much time, you know, especially Rasa, when it comes to these things. We spend so much time on all the negative things that happened to us that we rarely highlight things like this, you know. For someone to be doing that during that time, like you said, you know, unfortunately, he, you know, he, he was killed. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I think he was killed. I mean, you know, like on purpose, you know, the guy, you know, came up with some bullshit story. I mean, as to why he, he shot him, whatever, but, you know, but anyway, I mean, like he was able to still, you know, do what he was doing during that time. Uh, and that says a lot, you know, and I think if, if we as Rasa were to look at stuff like that and, and, and look at all the positive figures and, our history, we can so we you know, need to focus on. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, all the negative shit that's happened to us. I mean, cause that just makes you angry. And, and what do you do about that? Like learning, I mean, some of this stuff is just like poison to your body. It's like, what do you do? Like, you just get more mad. Like, how do I fix it? Like you can't fix what's already been, you know, broke. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's already happened and you can't, you know, undo it and shit. So we need to focus on more stories like this for people to know, okay, wow. Like even during this time, somebody was still making something of himself, you know? So, Thank you for bringing him up. You know. Yeah, man. He he was he was wonderful, man. He was great, you know. And yeah, it just I can't just think of all the different things that he'd probably be doing right now if he was still alive, you know. But not only that, a lot of people from that movement, the whole sixties scandal movement, they're still alive now. Yep. But they're you know tamihitos, you know, and they don't move the way they used to, you know, when when they were kids, you know, because. All that movement came out of students, yeah. you know? It was just like a coalition of uh, ethnic groups from different colleges all over California that got together and said, we've had enough of this miseducation, you know? And it just goes back to education, you know? That's why I stress it so much, you know? It, it's important, you know? I, I saw this thing and this gentleman asked a question and he said, raise your hand if you'd like your children your brown children to have the same education as white children and everyone raised their hands. And then this man said, you have just uh, put your children to be oppressed in education because what do the Europeans have to teach brown children? What do they have over these brown children? You know, you're teaching them things that doesn't pertain to their history, you know? 
what the hell do I got to know about George Washington across the fucking, you know, Delaware? How is that going to help out my raza? You know, it's cool. That's cool for these Europeans, you know. But again, if you know your history and George Washington and all that shit, it was just crazy, you know. And even it's crazy, it was even crazy that there was Rasa involved in that. Rasa fought in the Continental War in the 1700s with fucking George Washington. Of course. Rasa has fought, fought in every single U.S. war mm-hmm. since, the, since the beginning of time. We've always been involved, you know. And U.S. war, you know, it's it's crazy. To going back to identity, it's crazy to see some of these these uh some of these rasa dudes put their ego like really put their ego to the side and just do what's right, you know. Like for example, back in the forties, a lot of the rasa that went and go to fire World War Two. When they came back home, like some of these guys, they didn't have houses. Why? Because while they were during the war, they were out there. Like the city just came in, just tore down his neighborhood and just built, you know, a stadium or something, (laughs) you know? And how do you think, how do you think that that makes that person feel? You know, he just went and sacrificed his life for years, you know, for his country. And then he comes back home. To find out his home's not there. Like, how do you, you know what I mean? I can't even imagine. And not only that, to say, how can I make this better? To say, how can I make this, make sure this doesn't happen to anybody else? You know, putting your pride to the side. You know, that individual could have easily fucking went apeshit, you know, and killed a bunch of people, you know? Like, that's how, how angry, you know, that, that's just that just, that made me angry you know yeah one thing it's that i would say i think that i would say when you were mentioning the whole you know would you like your kids to be educated like white kids you know uh one of the, i think one of the reasons why <laughs> white kids you know um i guess you can say do well in school or not do well in school or like just you know quote unquote succeed is because of the culture they have and part of that culture is basically step on anybody's toes to get to where you want to to where, to where you want to get that means family too fucking over family i mean a lot of, a lot of people a lot of white folks you know they they don't give a shit about family you know so to me it always it always uh you know trips me out when people are asking for white folks to to give us stuff or to 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 uh you know use their privilege to help us out like they don't even give a fuck about themselves why would they give a shit about us you know what i mean like so whenever I see all these movements, you know, like, hey, you know, like support this, support that. It's like, dude, they don't even give a shit about themselves. Like, how, how can you expect them to give us stuff? You know, like their culture is built around. I got to get my shit. It's more individualistic. It's more like, you know what? It's about the individual as opposed to, hey, I got to help out my, 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 my brothers or my sisters or even the parents. Look at, look at what they do to the parents when they, when they get old. Put them in a fucking retirement homes. You know what I mean? Like they don't even give a shit about the parents. Like it's it's so i definitely don't want my kids to be educated like you know like white kids i mean like it's a it's a whole different uh culture that i definitely you know that would not want you know i mean obviously you know i want to improve you know my situation but at the end of the day family comes number one for me you know what i mean what do you think brown i think you're muted brother 
I can't yeah, hear man. him. I kind of wanted to go back, bro, uh, yeah. on the whole thing with uh, Ruben Salazar. For sure, yeah. Can you guys hear me? You can't yeah. hear me? Yeah. Not can you anymore. guys hear me? There you go, yeah. Uh, we, we can hear you now. You hear me? Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah uh, here so now. I wanted to go back in the whole thing where, like, in comparison to... Nah? Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, so, like, in comparison with, like, the, the Black Panthers and stuff like that, there was a lot of uh, a lot of the leaders that, you know, for Black people that died on some, on some, like, mysterious, not mysterious ways, because, I mean, we know that they got shot and stuff, like, uh, like MLK and uh, Malcolm X and things like that, but they don't know who sent those people. It's, like, on some mysterious shit, like, where they don't know why they killed them you know what i mean it's like this conspiracy it right? was it was us and bro. there's more so it was that type of uh storyline with black people than with uh with rasa you know because it seems like <clears throat> we yeah but i'm saying like like uh it seems like we we, we barely tap the surface of of what's corrupt and we you know the, the ones that were in, in that in that area of like you know tapping in on 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 uncharted territory, that's who got the you know who got wiped out. Like Ruben, he was on you know territory where Rasa has never been, figuring out things about you know the system and things like that. Right. So it seems like the ones that do get close to that area and start scratching the surface, those are the ones that that get wiped out. Right? Mm. Interesting. Thank you for sharing that, bro. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's a, that's the crazy thing about like having unity and, and communion as a people. We tend to put somebody up on a pedestal, you know, and use that person as like a trophy per se, or as a savior, or a martyr or what have you, you know, and use that person as an example as to what we should all be, you know. And sometimes when she hits the fan, like, you know, we duck, you know, and those mm -hmm. who were in the shit, you know, they get hit. And the cycle continues, you know, they, they do that again, put another person up on the pedestal, you know, and make sure that, that that's their leader and, you know, you know bring them to progress you know that all has to change you know i think people need to realize that they're the leaders you know we're all leaders everyone can be a leader mm -hmm. everyone can come together as leaders you know everyone <clears throat> can learn from everyone else you know each one can teach one i probably know something you don't you probably something no, I don't. You know that I don't. You know, so we come together for that common cause and share that knowledge, so we can all be on the same page. It's a really good point. You know, I was and, part of a program who uh, who believed in that kind of stuff. You know, uh, I, I kind of agree with it, and I don't because I feel like even though uh, you know we don't want to, or <laughs> you might not even want you know push for that, I think sometimes we still build hierarchies of uh, leadership you know you see it in jobs you see it in, you know in family structures you see it you know and uh, you know just everyone's society you see you know and sometimes I think it happens 
it even happens naturally. I mean, like, you know, when somebody takes up a lot of space, people step back, you know, and, and so I get what you're saying. I mean, I, I definitely agree that we can learn from other people, you know, but uh, as far as everybody leading at the same time, I mean, like there was somebody, somebody said, you know, if everyone is leading at the same time then who's following somebody asked that question. And I was like, Oh shit, like that's a really good point, you know, but that's I a whole different conversation. That. You know, like if, you know, if everyone's a boss and who's the worker, you know, I understand all that. Um, but we all work towards that one common cause together, you know, and it, it's just, it's the individual work for that one common cause, you know, that makes things happen, you know? That's the so ego, you have bro. The... <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, that's definitely the ego, man. Uh, people have to get rid of that. My best advice for that is just take some shrooms. <laughs> that's, that's the easiest and the fastest <laughs> way. It might not be the most uh, convenient way for you, but it's definitely the fastest you definitely do that, you're in for a brood or a good awakening. I think that's that a good fruit, fruit of knowledge. <clears throat> it's a good segue to, you know, our next topic, you know, Rasa Group Economics, right? You obviously are for community. You know, you uh, talked about unity within the human race, you know. But I think before we get to that, we definitely have to have unity within our own race, you know, or within our own, not race, with our own, people use that a lot, you know, use it wrongly, within our own culture, you know, ethnicity, right? And we don't even have that, right? Because, I mean, like I said, even within our own people, people, as you saw in the lives, people identify with different terms and they get offended if you identify with some term. I mean, even the term rasa to some people is, is a, you know, a colonized word because, I mean, we're accepting the, the quote-unquote rape of our women, you know, of our indigenous women. So, you know, but I mean, whatever you want to call us, you know, I mean, I don't really care. I mean, this, this is a term that I use and, and, and Brown and I use, I mean, and we like that term because I feel like, you know, it speaks to us, you know, but whatever you want to call this community, you know, you obviously are a firm believer of, you know, having, having that as a, you know, as group economics, right? Because we, we kind of talked about this, I think the first time you went on one of our lives, we were talking about socialism and capitalism and I think you kind of brought this up, you know, so do you want to elaborate more on this and what that really means? Yeah, man, I guess what I mean by group economics, and I'm still new to this topic myself, but based on all the research I've done and the conclusion I've come to, it's just circulation of uh, money, community, allocation of money, budgeting, making sure money circulates you know annually not only that how can you maximize it and make it grow uh how to invest it and more specifically doing all that within uh, rasa you know we have a bunch of businesses lots of businesses why not help these businesses as much as we invest in other companies that are not rasa you know, <clears throat> um, I think I sent a link and that link talks about the overall um, escalation of Rasa and their wealth in the U.S. So 
that article, I believe it stated that by the year 2025, 2030, uh, Rasa is going to be a big chunk of that money, you know, that circulates within the U.S. And it's a lot of money. And we have to look back and see how we can get our hands into that money and allocate it ourselves within Rasa, you know, investing it into hospitals, you know, into into schools for better education, Uh, banks, right? And for food, you know, because those are the, those are very important, you know, you need, you need health, you need healthcare, right? Take care of the people, you need food, right? Feed the people. You need school, educate, right? Then you need what's that? What's that fifth one? I have a note here. Yeah, go ahead, man. Use it. Bank, right? Yeah. So you invest in to the school and into the food, right? And into the hospital. Right? You need those things in order to have a strong community. You know, Rasa needs to own that. We need to own that. We need to have our own hospital. You know, we need to have our own schools. You know, our our own cities all over the fucking globe, all over the world. You know, just like how we fucking had it back back in ancient fucking times. You know, Mm -hmm. we had checkpoints everywhere. You know, and, and we were more than happy enough to make business with other people. You know, not just amongst us, yeah. but that's that was the focus, right? But we also did business with others, we welcomed it. So we need to start doing that, you know, because Rasa circulates a lot of money, billions of dollars in the U.S. alone. That's just Rasa alone, mm-hmm. you know. And all this money is invested into different things, you know, the things that Rasa uh, 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 invests their money in, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, Sports cars, uh, sports, sportswear, you know, the latest gadgets. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. these things that don't pertain to us. to us, you know? Like if we were able to get that money or somehow manipulate it and allocate it into the, in building these structures, you know, and making these cities happen, you know, and that's definitely one way to bringing people together, you know, and welcoming welcoming others. That's definitely what we need, you know. That way we implement what we want in our educational system. That way we know what we're teaching our kids, you know. That way what can change, what can stay, you know. It's just not you're sitting behind a desk and somebody's at the other side and they're deciding what, you, you know, what to teach or, you know. But to enlighten you with, I agree. I agree because 100%. it's 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 important to to have knowledge, not only to be smart and to be clever, you know, but you need to have wisdom, you know, and you need to have knowledge and experience, and you need to know that 
that there's a lot going on in the world, you know, and you need to be aware of it, like really aware of it and like really in tune, like with all your senses, like the, all your senses have to be heightened, you know, mm. your sight, your heat, you know, your smell, everything, because that's going to help you with your education and the way you absorb it, you know, the way you interpret everything, whatever you learn, you manifest and you hopefully get something in return that'll enrich that, you know, and make it grow. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just, that I can't stress that enough again, you know, it's important to be educated in a lot of things that you find beneficial, you know, to your life, you know, and to others. I agree 100% on that. And I think a lot of our people, you know, they're, they're so focused on trying <clears throat> to, you know, quote unquote, win in this game of, capitalism you know when it comes to what makes somebody relevant right so a lot of people have money but we use it for for things that you know like you said don't really bring any value to 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 the community community you know it brings value to the individual they feel better about themselves you know oh i got some new jays or i just got a brand new car you know what i mean uh i got the i got the latest watch or whatever you know and and um you know it's really sad that people feel the the need to to have materialistic values, to feel like they're a valuable person, you know, as yeah. opposed to, like you said, circulating the brown dollar in the community, right? That's why I've made it a, you know, uh, my intent to start purchasing from, you know, you know Rasa-owned businesses, right? Especially with clothing, because I mean, I've been supporting places that have nothing to do with my people and could give a shit about what, you know, what I do. And, you know, so what I want to do now is, is pretty much, you know, um, what do you call it? Um, yeah, just, just support, just support, um, you know, my, my, my business, you know what I mean? But, but yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's, uh, definitely something that I agree with you. And like I said, I know Brown had a whole, I wanted to do a whole episode on the Brown dollar, you know, so maybe you want to, you know, elaborate on that too, uh, Brown. You're muted, bro. You're muted. There you go. Good. Can you hear me? Okay. My bad. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to mention, like, I just had a conversation with someone earlier. We were talking about the whole thing with, like, if people, I mean, I guess it's kind of like expecting, and some people take it like expecting too much, but it's like, if people that have a big platform, bro, it doesn't take a lot to just shout out someone. Because just with that shout out, Right now that we're living in the age where everything is social media, that brings in people, that that brings in clientele, you know what I mean, in many forms. So that's the thing that, you know, it kind of ticks me off, bro, for people that have a platform. And instead of doing things like this, like shouting out people with, with you know, you know, clothing brands, with, you know, little, little stands, little, you know what I mean, whatever stands, you know, whatever they sell and stuff like that, you can easily bring in clientele to them. Easily, bro. Easily. Someone that's like in the in the music industry or in the you know entertainment industry or whatever, you know what I mean? They can easily bring in clientele to whoever they choose to bring clientele for. But you know, what does it really I mean it's a no sweat thing, bro? I mean it doesn't it doesn't cost anything for them to just just one post of someone, you know what I mean? You know, taking a picture with someone, you know, you know, this is this is so and so's uh little little business, you know, coming to port. That doesn't that didn't take much, you know what I mean? But because of whatever X and Y reasons, 
they don't choose to do things like that um, because they see it as maybe it's not beneficial to them or whatever. And that's and the whole conversation was based on pretty much like people that like talk talk good things about like their, their people, whatever. But when it's time to really like show something, they don't they ain't about nothing. You know what I mean? They're they're just about that dollar. You know what I mean? Which is to be expected. You know, but why preach something if you're not gonna back it up with, with action? You know. Yep, I think it comes down to a whole status thing. It comes down to people, you know, once they get a reach a certain status, and they feel like, oh, you know, like you're below me, and and I shouldn't give you anything. But you know, that's another problem with our community. You know, like we, you know, we don't really help each other out in that way. You know, we, especially once you start, you know, acquiring skills or or finding the secret or whatever you want to call it to to success, a lot of people don't want to share it. You know, they get greedy with that, and and um, so I agree with Brown on that. I mean, you know, but. Yeah, what are your thoughts, huh? I mean, we have to take a step back and think about how everyone has their own freedom to do what they want with the platform, you know? And I understand you 100%, you know? It doesn't cost anything for somebody to, with a big following, to just, like, you know, give a shout-out to somebody and then give them some type of uh, growth on their fan base, you know, and increase their, you know, finances, you know, based on that. I can understand all that, but we have to, you know, again, take a step back and kind of uh, respect like individualism, you know, and, and people's choice and um, what kind of content they want to put out, you know, because, you know, that those individuals have their own agenda, you know, they might not want to talk about a certain thing because, that's not in their agenda, you know, they, they have certain things and certain messages that they want to push, you know, to the audience that, you know, that's, that's the reason why the audience follows them. You know, they have mm. such a big following it's because they're pushing the agenda based on, you know, what the audience likes, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's just, Makes sense. that's just, that's just, it, it is what it is. You know, that's how the game works, you know? You're always gonna get more views on the drama and nonsense <laughs> than on something that's like, you know, positive and good for the community. You know, that's mm-hmm. just always gonna be. Unfortunately, that's just how it goes. Yeah, we're still you looking know? for that drama in our channel. <clears throat> no, just playing. <laughs> hey guys, um, yo, this is a this is a dope, uh, you know, episode, bro. But I'm gonna have to uh, check out for from from here for for now, bro. I'm gonna check oh, you sure. out though. I mean, this is some dope ass Latica, bro. So it's, it's uh my bad, you know what I mean? The whole thing with me driving out here, but uh I just wanted to you know listen in and kind of give my two cents. But uh hey, Flo, do your thing, bro. Hey man, for, hey, for sure, man. Hey, thanks for dropping yeah. in, you know, even through like through, uh through like this. I mean, uh, we appreciate you coming in and, and uh, you know, it, you're doing big things, so don't even trip, man. Yeah, take care. All right, much appreciate it, man. All right, guys, stay take up. Take care. Oh. See you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, man. All right. So, he's a cool dude. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's he's on. He's that dude is on 100 miles per hour all the time, you know. So I bet, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's actually gonna be down here in Atlanta. You're gonna you're gonna say you're gonna be out of town, but um, yeah, I'm actually out of town right now. Oh, where, where, where you at exactly? I, I didn't even ask you. Reseda. Oh shoot, you in the valley? Yeah, that's my first time. You got family there? I'm only or? for a couple of days. No, just got some biz, business to take care of real quick. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty close to where I grew up, actually. It's, like, like seven miles from where I grew up, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, man. I'd like to hear about you. 
yeah. you know i know uh, the only thing i really know in detail is that you worked over there by uh central you know that foundation for almost a decade you know and i live not too far from that area yeah you know yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to my, myself, you know, at the end of the, of the story. <laughs> For sure. I'm going to finish no you up, you know. I, no we have no one more no thing that, that I want you to talk about, and you brought this up in one of our lives, too. Uh, you know, divinity and humans, you know, you talked about this, and and for me, when I first heard this, I was like, mm, this is like something that that uh, sounds kind of controversial, you know, like, what do you mean by divinity <laughs> and humans? I mean, like, are we godlike, or what does that mean, you know? I mean, depends on how you look at it, you know. Some people look at us as humans as gods others see us as being you know above virus you know uh you gotta look at you know at your physiology man and your biology you know you're just this complex organism you know who has the power to create another organism you know an offspring mm. you know just as complex or even more complex you know yeah and you know that's just mind-blowing you know you telling me that i have the power to bring another life to here you know bone flesh another soul you know that's powerful not only that to get to decide certain things for that thing you know yeah you know like it's I may have a different perspective on this because I don't have kids. I'm sure you have yeah. kids, you know, so you have a different perspective on it. You know? I've worked with kids, you know, but my first gig, you know, 16, 17 was a TA. I was a TA. I was a TA, you know, at a summer camp and stuff. So I work with kids from uh, kindergarten, kids in high school, kids in middle school, you know. So that's as far as my, um, I go with kids, you know, but I don't have any. You know, but that's where we have to start, man. We have to start educating our kids. You know, absolutely. We need to start. I know it's it's a delicate subject, you know, because every they know that we want the best for them, you know. But it's just <laughs> everybody wants the best for them, right? Yeah. But sometimes it's it's difficult, you know, and especially in times like this, mm. you know, when you, when you have all these different kind of. Uh, information you know mm -hmm. and the agenda is bombarding you you know and you just don't know what to fucking believe you know it's sometimes it's too much information you know sometimes it's uh, too much misinformation like you have to be careful like where yeah. you get your information and what you expose yourself you know into your family yep and children are very curious too you know they're gonna ask questions you know my daughter's already doing it i mean my daughter's only three and a half and she's already asking questions that I didn't think she was ever going to ask, you know, at that age, you know? So, I mean, what my approach is going to be, you know, as she gets older, is just, you know, answer as truthfully as possible, you know, when it comes to questions. I mean, I know that when I was a child, there's certain questions I couldn't ask. I remember being in the church, you know, cause I grew up in a very uh, Catholic family, you know? So, uh, you know, just going back into yeah, the identity thing, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so, you know, I grew up like that and, 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 uh, but even as a child, I remember being in the church and asking my mother, you know, hey, mama, wasn't uh, Jesus a Jew? You know, just knowing about that at that age. And she's like, yeah, he was. Why? I was like, well, why aren't we Jews then? 
you know what i mean going back to to the whole hebrew thing right i guess we're in a full circle you know uh she's like you know don't ask those questions like you know like this isn't me in church like asking that question and she's like i don't know just don't ask that question you know what i mean like so i mean i i, I get it i mean she, you know my mom i mean she grew up in a small village you know and that's all she knew i mean uh so her experience with religion or and 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 God or whatever is totally different than mine. I mean, because for myself, you know, I don't know if you got saw the whole episode or not. Because we have a whole episode on spirituality, you know, in, in the in the podcast. And I I briefly brought up that that uh, I went through a whole transition when it came to that to being, you know, uh, the whole divinity thing, you know, like the whole deities or whatever. Right? I went from being very Catholic to being an atheist, you know, not believing in anything at all, to then going back to my to my, I guess, you know, Christian slash Catholic roots, you know, uh, I wouldn't call myself a Christian or a Catholic because I don't practice, you know, like, uh, you know, I guess rituals or, or certain things, uh, you know, from, uh, oh, what happened, man? Went blank. So he's gone. Yo, are you able to hear me, bro? What? There you go. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's gone. Right? He, he's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tune out now. But uh, uh, what I was saying though is that, uh, yeah, I went back to that, and and for me, what brought me back to that was um, going through experiences in life. You know, experiencing certain things in life that uh, I felt that you know were just could not be exp- as a, even as a you know a believer of evolution, a believer in science. You know, there are certain things that science cannot explain. And to me, that was what brought me back to to having these, you know, uh, fundamentals or or that foundation, right? And really, what what I use it for, it's not so much to to convert people or to tell people how to think. It's more it's more of a hope thing, you know. Especially when you're in a place where you lose hope and everything, you know, is, is going to shit, and then you don't know what to do. Like if you feel like there's a creator that's beyond you, something beyond you, like you can pray to or or whatever that is, you know, whatever, whatever God is to you, uh, is very helpful for the individual. And what I have noticed too, in a lot of people who are not, who don't believe in some kind of, you know, divinity, and this is not everybody, obviously, right. But a lot of those people have had traumatic experiences in their life that caused them to, to stray away from, you know, from believing in something. Right. Uh, so, you know, they're angry too. Like they have a lot of anger and then I get it, you know, I get it. Cause I was there too. You know, like at one point I was, you know, like, God doesn't exist, you know, why would he exist? If why, why would he exist if all of these terrible things are happening in the world? Like who, what kind of God would want that, you know? But as you, as you start to, to read certain things, you know, or certain philosophies, you know, and for me, at least I, I came to an answer. I was like, you know, like, it's not so much that he allows it, you know, it goes back to free will, you know what I mean? And, and I think that's one of the best things you could teach people too. I mean, just humanity, you know, like you have the free will to, to do what you want and hopefully you do great things with that you know and most people honestly i think want to but circumstances sometimes you know especially in our neighborhoods don't necessarily necessarily allow that but you know i, I guess it's a little bit about about my journey in that sense you know but that's how i feel about that yeah man definitely you know just thanks for sharing that that story you know and it just goes to show how even, you know, 
your mom was like trying to steer you away from asking those questions, you know? Uh, I don't know how you interpreted it, you know? I don't know if you interpreted it as being good or bad or kind of like shutting down, like you asking more questions, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, there's the, no there's no wrong or right. You no, know, there's the, no wrong or right. The way, like I said, the way I see it, you know, in hindsight, I mean, obviously I'm way older now. You know, maybe at the time I was probably upset that she didn't answer my question, but um, mm-hmm. like I said, I mean, my mom is not, was not well equipped to answer that question. I mean, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I said, her, her culture, you know, was, was the church, was going to church, was, you know, attending mass. I mean, that's all you did in that village. I mean, that's all you knew. And if you didn't do that, then something must've been wrong with you. So, cause my parents came to the States when they were in their teens, you know, so you know, they, they, that's the villages, everybody knows each other in that village, you know? So it was, it's, it's like, I don't know, it's a, like a ritual that you do all the time. You know what I mean? Like, and if you stop doing it, you know, you felt like, man, what am I doing with myself? Like I'm doing something wrong, you know? So uh, my mom didn't have the knowledge to, to be able to answer that question. Cause even when I was getting older, you know, cause I've always wanted to teach since I was a little kid, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if I always wanted to teach, but I definitely had, you know, the, the urge to teach people stuff, you know, because yeah. even as a youngster, you know, when I was in fifth grade, I would ask my mom, I was, Hey mom, like, you know, like, do you want me to read to you? Like, you know, like I want to read to you this book about history and stuff and, and how we came to be, you know, and my mom would be like, Oh, I can't right now. I got to do, you know, clean up this stuff. And, and to this day, my mom's like, you know, I feel bad. I didn't listen to you, you know, when you were younger, mm-hmm. you know, cause you were, you wanted me to sit down with you and, and talk about that. And I was like, nah, I'm good. I mean, I understand, you know what I mean? Like, I, I never, luckily i never personalized those those situations because i mean my mom was doing her best to raise us you know what i mean like my mom was the one raising us at home dad was the one bringing in the bread so they had very strict roles you know in the household as a matter of fact my dad was more of the person that you you can go up to and ask those kinds of questions because my dad even though didn't have a formal education he actually was very interested in reading very interested in philosophy very interested in religion so these questions that you know, that I had, I would ask him and he would do his best to answer him too, you know, but uh, like I, when my family, we grew up asking questions, you know, like we grew up talking about politics, religion, you know, and, and I find that it's not very common in, in a lot of our people, you know, like, because whenever I go to, uh, to like family gatherings, you know, with, with my in-laws, I feel like out of touch because I'm like, who do, what do I bring up? Because I'm so used to talking about stuff like this and it's like, nobody wants to talk about this, you know, and I get it, you know? So uh, I realized that I I was very, very uh, different in that sense because, you know, I believe that a lot of, a lot of conversations should be about healing and and doing things that are positive, not just fucking cheese making, you know what I'm saying? Like, and most people don't want to talk about that, you know? So, but that's my, my two cents on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I, I agree with you on that, you know? It's, I don't know, man. Gossip. There's something about gossip. I don't understand. You know, it is what it is. You know, we definitely have to take all things into consideration. You know? Yep. I know that you already spoke on, you know, one human culture earlier, you know, and you brought it up. And, you know, obviously it is something that you're very passionate about. Uh, but, you know, Aside from, you know, doing a lot of reading and, 
you know, what else do you, do you think we can do to find common ground with, say, somebody from, I don't know, the Appalachian Mountains who is white as shit, you know, and, and might not yeah. see us as, you know, they're equal or, <laughs> or, or, or um, you know, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, how would you even dis- discuss common ground with someone like that? I mean, one thing I could say for one is that there's indigenous people in all continents, you know, you even have white folk who are half naked, you know, with long hair, you know, you know, so there's that, you feel me? (laughs) If that that doesn't do it for you, then I don't know what does, Mm. you know? That's just my take on it, you know, because we all humans, man. We all bleed the same, you know. My my heart, my brain, it's not different color than yours, you know, or than anybody else's. Yeah, man, and it's 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 uh, I wish that more people can can think like this, you know, and then and I think if we all thought that way, then or have some kind of, because even the most well-intentioned people like i said in our community you know a lot of them don't want to get along with white people they don't want to get along with them you know because of all the stuff they've done to us historically uh there's a lot of hate uh, you know and even talking about this right now is like so what so the people are probably going to say oh that fool's a a white sympathizer or you know he's he's a he's colonized you know what i mean like i know i already know what the comments are going to say you know, when I go back and edit this shit, you know, and, and do the, the little, the little, the little reels and stuff, and be like, that fool, that fool ain't about rasa, you know what I mean? Like, it, it sucks that, that, uh, that, uh, people who consider themselves very, very, uh, you know, for the community are our biggest critics, you know what I'm saying? Instead of accept, just accepting different philosophies, you know what I mean? That, that we have within rasa, right? If we could just accept that, then we can move forward, you know? I mean, I might, I might not agree with you 100% on everything you said, but, you know, like, I'm not going to hate on you for doing that for, because what you're talking about is way bigger than Rasa Stan, bro. Like, it's way bigger than, than, than this whole Rasa thing. I mean, you're talking about unity within the whole human race. And that's a huge conversation that, that uh, you know, a lot of people, not just our people, but, you know, I would say ethnocentric people don't want to have that conversation. Because let's be real. I mean, a lot of people think that their ethnicity is superior for whatever reason. You know, they're not gonna have flat out say it, but you know, they're gonna feel that way because you know they they're part of it, you know, and and we'll get offended over over you know anything that's said negative about their ethnicity. So how how else aside from you know, like I said, you know, saying how else can we get there? I mean, you know, maybe that's a question that might not be answered today maybe it's a question for the individual you know but i think everything I mean, you said today is definitely you know should be taken in and and uh observed you know i mean we all have to be reading the same book you know mm-hmm. what book is that man i don't know let's write that book different books let's write that book man let's write that book let's write it i i, I guess i guess we can compile a, a file of books you know and maybe in a certain order you know what i mean maybe but then you're gonna have people help. say well why is that why is that first 
Why why are we second? You're gonna have those people who say that. I can already I mean <laughs> I mean because everybody wakes up at different times, you know? Mm. Like you know, everybody wakes up at different times, and we just gotta cater to everybody. You know? That's right. <laughs> you just you know why somebody's like, while we're studying a certain chapter of the book, you know, and someone just waking up, we're gonna like give them a rundown real quick, you know, put them up to speed. Mm. You know what you know what yeah. I found, what I found to be really interesting, and I don't know if you've you probably have done this, is looked at different origin stories of different, you know, different groups, different ethnicities, and they're all very similar to I have noticed that. They have a lot of similarities and a lot of them have, you know, mentions of a flood, right? Which I find really, really interesting because uh, even science backs that up. You know, if you, again, if you believe in evolution, if you believe in the whole, you know, big bang or whatever, you know, how water even came to, because we're the only planet, you know, that, that we know of, obviously there could be more that, you know, the habit, but that we know of that has liquid water, right? So people asked, how do we even get liquid water? How do we have oceans, right? So the theory is that it rained for centuries, right? So the atmosphere was able to, you know, bring that back and it rained, right? Because otherwise before it would just evaporate into the, into to, to space and stuff. But, you know, the whole, a, a lot of these, because I've been reading a lot of indigenous, you know, creation stories, not just from here, I'm talking about them just from all over the world. They have a destruction, you know, of a flooding or something, which I find really, really interesting how, you know, it, it, it coincides with, with even the, the scientific data, you know, and I, I love seeing stuff like that because it's like, okay, well, these people probably didn't know how to explain it, but they knew something was up. That means they knew something. They're in touch with nature. They're in touch with how things got started. So we should not just completely dismiss these stories as, oh, you know, they're just fables or they're just, you know, myths. I think there's some, some truth to, uh, to a lot of these stories. You know what I mean? What do you think? What do you think about that? Yeah, man. Um, like I said, when Pangea was when we had a huge supercontinent, man, there was definitely people inhabiting that already. And so whether let's stick with these, that, huh? Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> There's evidence, you know. There's evidence, you know. Just like you said, all over the world, all these origin stories have similarities. You know, and at one point we were all one people, and at one point we all spoke one word, mm. one one language, you know, one dialect. You know, we were all on the same page, you know, mm. and somehow, like I guess through the whole tectonic plates moving, you know, science, you know, science and all that, got separated and it got lost in transition. You know, we forgot who. Our relatives were, I guess, you know. But what if this, there's evidence? What if this happened? What if what if we were not human beings at the time, but we were some kind of a, other organism, and that happened? We split up, and then we developed into different. Because there's also that that's that theory that there's a, uh, you know, humans, uh, you know, came out of different areas, right? What if that happened too? Like, is it possible that maybe we weren't humans yet, and then when it split up, we all evolved into humans, you know? differently i guess you know and that would explain the 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 physical characteristics too and human beings i mean that's also pretty interesting to see how because i mean what i what i've read about you know whiteness or just uh you know lack of pigmentation for lack of a better term uh it's a genetic mutation 
that happened because uh, not so much because of the sunlight. It was actually it was a gene that allowed uh, people to drink milk out of, uh, you know, mammals, because, I mean, that's not something that we're actually supposed to do after, you know, we we uh, we, you know, once we are able to eat food, I mean, we're supposed to give up milk, you know, and white white people have the gene to be able to do that. So that was one of the, the genes that that uh, I guess they kept on passing down to uh, to uh, their ancestors and I mean, to their descendants, you know, so but I don't really know. I mean, that's what I've heard, you know. I've never heard that before. That's interesting. Um, uh, I guess I'm going to go way off topic here. So, you know how you said how there's like different kinds of humans and all that? And yeah. There has been different kinds of uh, skeletons, you know, oh, yeah, discovered sure. in remains that definitely look bigger than others, you know, Giants. all over the world. Yeah, there's that's no, no doubt about that, you know. Furthermore, um, I guess this planet we live in. I mean, you, you gotta you gotta really dig deep and dive in to the to our ancestors' history, man, because they knew a lot. Oh, yeah. They they knew a lot about science, you know, and they had all the they had a lot of answers. Like they had so many answers, it's like unbelievable, you know, when it comes to the earth. And there's like stories even from their times, how it talked about how there was like 20 other planets that resembled, you know, the ecosystem of Earth, you know. But this one, this one, Earth was built or it exists and is able to house some of the smallest and some of the biggest living things that are out there in the world. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. You know, that's just earth. Earth is vast. Earth is huge. It, it's like, we don't, our ancestors describe it as a plane, you know? Mm. Like some say like, there's more than seven continents, you know, like there's all these mountains and uh, you got all these uh, icebergs and, and arctics and the poles. Like beyond that, there's more land. You know that that's just one of the myths. You know, mm. Atlantis and all that stuff, right? At, yeah, Atlantis <laughs> and all that. You know, under the water. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff under the water. You know, there's a lot of uh, ancient cities mm-hmm. that are down there. You know, I mean, if you really think about it, this water planet, right? A lot of this um, earth, a lot of this dirt, this land that's exposed is because the sea levels dropped, right? Yep. And certain landscapes were exposed, you know, and dried up and they were inhabitable, you know? And in that, in turn, that was able to bring other things to that land, you know? And they were able to build the structures, you know, on all over the Americas, all over the continents. You know what I mean? Yep. And the weather mm. in the equator definitely does have something to do with your genetics and the way you look and based on how the sun is hitting that region. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just 
that's just uh, biology, you know, and genetics. And our ancestors, their their disposition, their whole state of mind, like they lived in paradise, you know, compared to people who who were out in the uh, in the ice, you know. Oh yeah, they had it way better than men, you know. So they, that already within itself is two different state of minds, you know, when you're in paradise in the sun and you have food everywhere growing, you know, you're relaxed, you're chill, you know, you don't have your guard up, you know, you can so do other right things, everything, huh? you know what I mean? When you're in the ice, all you do is you're in survival mode, right? Mm-hmm. You think mm-hmm. about what you, what's your next meal, what you can kill, what can you take over, you know, to survive, to thrive. Mm-hmm. You know, in our ancestors, they were just chilling, you know, in the sun. They had time and and dedicated the time to build these structures, you know, to come up with language, you know, with, come up with artifacts or all these arts, you know. And we need to go back and study all that, you know. Sure. Like, it takes, a, it, it's a lot of fucking work, I understand, you know. You know, it, it's a lot of work going back, you know, reading some of these ancient texts and documents and like you know what the fuck do i look like you know i'm a fucking <laughs> american you know what i but we gotta get out of that state of mind you know yeah. because it teaches teaches us about our identity and who we are as people and you know that'll get you to think a different way that'll get you to to learn more about who you are and where you come from you know that's right Rasa, even though we're all one people yeah even though we're all one people you gotta know where you come from you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people have identity issues, you know, and a lot of people live their life not knowing who they are. I remember the first time I heard that, I was concerned. I was like, is that going to be me? Like, am I going <laughs> to live the rest of my life not knowing who the fuck I am? Damn. But I'm going to be taking care of myself and doing all this for myself, but not know why, you know, like, not know who I am. People spend their whole lives like that, man. That, that resonated with me, so... I'm just on the mission to discover who the fuck I am, you know, in the midst of all this, in this time, in, in space, you know, oh, right man. now. They said every you know? seven years, you know, you you become somebody new. You know, yeah, man, your, 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 your whole biology changes, your whole molecules reset, you know. Yep. And you can do you can do that every day, you know. If you, you're like yep. a lot of people, if you fast, you reset your immune system, you reset your, your biological clock. There's a lot of shit, man. Like when you get into health, you start getting into like right different differentiating what kind of what food is, what fuel is, what what uh what kind of pH level food should have. You know what's acidic, what's not acidic, what's alkaline, what too what is too much alkaline, like what kind of water to drink, spring water, still water, like you know oh. all this shit. Like it's it's yeah. really complex. It's crazy, man. And there's just all these different theories and, and different opinions on what is wrong and what is right and what the truth is and this and that, you know, and it's, it's difficult to, to get all that together and pull it and make sense of it, you know, because it's all, it's all contradicting, mm-hmm. you know, but you just got to use common sense, you know, and you just got to use what our ancestors, you know, have taught us, you know, what, whatever they did work for them, you know, in any particular situation. That's right. Because we have the answers, you know, we have the solutions. They're there, you know, just the history is there of the, all the movements, 
and their efforts, you know, towards progress. Mm. We can go back and study it, you know, what they did here, how they moved, you know, we can copy that, like, okay, they did this, let's do it this way, you know. We have stuff to go back, you know, to to start off with. Yeah, man. So I mean that 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 is uh why I wanted to bring you wanted to bring you in here and and uh you know share some philosophy, you know, philosophy, you know, like uh Brown coined it, you know. Uh a lot of stuff that you know might be over some people's heads, but hey, you know, uh like you said, I mean, it doesn't hurt to to dive into it. You know, sometimes uh these things are better are good for you, you know, and uh we can spend our whole lives, you know, talking about bullshit and never getting anywhere, complaining about why we can't get better, you know. So at least what I like about your philosophy is you're looking to to better yourself, you know, at the end of the day. That's what I take from it, you know. Uh you are not living with hate, you know, in your heart, you know. To go as far as, you know, seeing everybody as one, you know, it's like I said, really, really hard for a lot of people to do. Um, so I really respect that that you're able to do something like that. And like I said, that's why I wanted to bring you on. Uh, so yeah, I mean, any any last words before we uh, end the session? You know, uh, anything you wanted to share about yourself, or you wanted to, you know, let people really really know aside from all the stuff you already shared, but you know, where they can find you on Instagram or or, you know, uh, just, you know, anything. I mean, sure, I guess you can hit me up on Instagram if you have any questions, I guess. But I'm more interested in sharing some of those links, okay. some of those uh, photos that I sent you. Okay. And I guess if people have questions on them, I guess I can give them the best advice. Yeah, for sure. That's why, you know, I would love for you to share your, your you don't have to, I mean, your your profile with people so they can you know contact you because i'm sure that there's gonna be people listening to this and be like man like that guy knows a lot of shit you know i want to talk to him you know i want to i want to dm him you know so i mean if you want to do that you know you can if you don't want to then you know what i'm not gonna force you to do it obviously sure, but, i understand yeah. you know yeah. um but yeah i mean uh as far as myself i mean you can find me at a uh, flow dcm on instagram uh, also at rasa.stand podcast um uh, you know, and we also have uh, the lives on uh, Thursdays, usually Thursdays, and that's usually headed by Brown. I'm usually in the comments, just you know, trying to interact with the with the listeners as well. Um, yeah, but on that note, uh, if there's nothing else to say, bro, you know, uh, this is the Stand Podcast. Take a stand to understand. All right, thank you. Get a morphosis. Thanks for having me. Uh, that's right. And I'll see you, uh, you know, see you around, bro. Take care.